With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good morning and welcome to Morning Java. Brought to you as always by Get-Go Cafe and Market, where Tom, I'm still getting my fresh buffalo chicken wraps and anything else that you can get from that great kitchen of theirs. They've got a lot of options. I love to get some tots. I love to get some fresh smoothies and drinks there. It's a great place to be. And uh, hey, Tom, happy New Year's Eve, buddy. Yeah, same to you, uh, Touchdown Maker. It's uh... <laughs> It's been uh, it's been a year. Let's just put it that way. Yes, it is. It's the last day of that year, so uh, we get to you know it, it's it'll be nice to be able to celebrate that later on this evening. But we're not done with the things that have come this year because you know we know that COVID's been the story of 2020. Well, it's striking again in the Steelers' final week of this of the regular season with the Browns having an outbreak and them having to close their facilities on Wednesday. Tom, you see this, I think there's 10 players now on the COVID-19 reserve list that they have. Now it's expected that most of them are supposed to come off this list and be ready to, ready to play Sunday. But right now Steelers fans have to be thinking, Oh gosh, not again. And going right back to what happened just a month ago with the Ravens and then in the Thanksgiving day game. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, as long as there, there's not multiple more guys, test positive here. I think they'll be fine. Yeah. You remember last weekend, uh, the Browns had to play without any out of their frontline wide receivers. Yep. And we we've seen the distinction here and it, it, it kind of does kind of involve the Steelers where the contract tracing, where there are not guys continually testing positive, but contact tracing, uh, you think of, uh, the Denver game where they couldn't play with quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And then last week with the Browns game, where, uh, you know, they, again, they didn't have receivers as opposed to what has happened when, the, when the, the Steelers have been forced to postpone games because of other teams' outbreaks. So uh, my thinking is as long as they don't have any more, you know, a series of, of, of positive tests, this game uh, will probably go on. And you have to think the NFL is going to do everything possible to get this done because not only are the playoffs a week away, this game is a – basically a playoff game for the Browns it really is if they win we'll go we're, we're going to go over all the playoff scenarios in the third segment here on Java but this is a play to win and you're in for the Browns they win it they get in and all so many other things are riding right now because the NFL they're looking at week 17 on top of the fact that they want you know it's always been the tradition you end all games on the Sunday there's no Monday night football in week 17 because they want every single team to have the same competitive fairness as to being able to prepare for the first slate of playoff games next week they don't want to move this game back they want to keep it the same for that reason but also because like you're saying part of the entertainment of week 17 a part of what makes it truly special is that fans are all over the place because this year there's five teams with 10 wins in the AFC right now and you know that only four of them can make it and it could be a combination of any of those four so you're right the nfl i think has an incentive to make sure that this game stays at 1 p.m at sunday in cleveland yeah there's no question about it and again i I think that it will get played uh you know 
one of the again we, we, since we're talking about the Browns, you know, one of the players who we will talk about in segment two is Miles Garrett. I mm-hmm. mean, Miles Garrett uh, had COVID. Uh, he has been seeing a breathing specialist. He was really knocked for a loop with it, and uh, has not really been the the same player. Anyone who watched that uh, Monday night game a couple of weeks ago. I think it was against the Giants or maybe it was a Sunday night game. You could just see him laboring, uh, standing on the field, trying to catch his breath. Um, so he is, he is not quite been the same at the same level as before he ended up getting COVID. So it's, you know, it's, it's not just a matter of guys that are dealing with contact tracing, like uh, Jarvis Landry, uh, Peoples Jones, uh, some of their other receivers, uh, Rashad Higgins, it's guys that have had it and have, have had had a little bit of difficulty coming back from it. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the numbers, uh, Tom, when he earlier in the season from weeks two to week seven, he was on an incredible tear. He had three, two sack games. He had a total of nine sacks and what was that five or six games right there. And then after that, since he's returned from getting from, from his COVID stint, he has not had a game with more than a single sack in it. And he's only recorded about four or no, excuse me, three sacks since then. And that's, that's since, you know, he played week 10 and he's played from week 13 on into this last week. You're right. He's belaboring it. Um, and you can see it with Vince Williams on the Steelers side. He was using an oxygen tank all in his last game come from him with his recovery from COVID. Um, it's obvious things are changed for him. It's going to be interesting to see how that impacts the entire roster, because you have to think that's a serious challenge to get over for any athlete. Yeah. And that's the thing, uh, you know, there's there, I do understand sometimes the, the, the frustration with some of these players when it is contact tracing or it's mild symptoms and fans are like, Oh my goodness, what's, what's the big deal here? You know, the, the, they'll bounce right back. Okay. They're, they're available next week, but, but we've seen, we have seen this thing. Uh, it does not affect everyone equally. Uh, some, some guys just bounce right back, have very limited or no trouble at all returning and other guys have, 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 have struggled with it. Uh, you know, we've seen that in college sports as well. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll see where the Browns are for this week. I would have to think Garrett should be, again, he's got, he's another week removed from it. Uh, the Browns will hope that he can be more effective than he's been in recent weeks. And like you said, we'll see how many of their players are, are available come Sunday. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So let's keep talking about Miles Garrett here because Tom, you got, of course, the storyline that everyone's going to talk about this week is Miles Garrett versus Mason Rudolph. With Ben Roethlisberger resting, Mason Rudolph is playing, and that's what everyone's going to be focused on for this game. Of course, last year, Mason Rudolph losing in Cleveland, and at the end of the game, Miles Garrett taking his helmet off and then hitting him over the head with it, and all the things that fell out from that. Miles Garrett accusing Mason Rudolph using the N word. Uh, Mason, Mason Rudolph saying he never did it. Miles not backing down. In fact, doubling down on his claim without evidence. We've seen lots of stuff happen with this. Tom, I think that both 
te- both teams and even both players are pro- tr- probably trying to put this behind them. But how do you handle a situation like this when you're going to be lining up against a guy who's trying to hurt you if you're Mason Rudolph and who's trying, who's, who's, you know, you have this serious grudge against. Um, and, and maybe he's, he, he says it's behind him, but I'm sorry. That's too big of a thing to just say, eh, I'm letting that go. Well, I'll come at this from two, 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 two ways and, and representing each representing one team from the Brown standpoint, it's, this is, this is a non-issue for them. I mean, they have to win the game. They can't afford yes. to let, they can't afford to let any of what, what transpired last season uh, affect them at all. I mean, that this, this, that the last thing they need is Miles Garrett taking uh, a senseless penalty or a retaliatory penalty or whatever. So they're going to be focused on one thing, getting the W and getting out of there intact. From the Steelers standpoint, I think that certainly the players that play in this game will rally behind Mason Rudolph. Uh, again, we have no, it's, 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 it is really boiled down to one guy's word against the other. Uh, we may never know exactly what was said or what wasn't said. Uh, but I think the, the other thing that has to, I think Mason, well, the thing that Mason Rudolph, first of all, I don't think Mason Rudolph can be thinking of Miles Garrett because other than this is a threat to sack me. Yeah. What gets lost in all of this talk about the last eight seconds of that game a year ago was Mason Rudolph was playing pretty well going into that Cleveland game. And he had the worst game of his career, the worst game of his season, worst game of his young career in that game, four interceptions, four sacks in a game that was winnable Mm -hmm. uh, for the Steelers. So I think, as much as we are going to make it about, you know, the media and fans uh, from the Steelers standpoint, it's the one, you know, they're in the playoffs. It doesn't really matter. And they would love nothing more to see Mason Rudolph go in there and, and end this and end the Browns season. Uh, What a comeback that would be. I think Mason Rudolph's focus is going to be on bouncing back. And if there's a atonement, as far as his career going forward, it's winning this game and, and coming back from, from the, the worst performance of his career and one that with the combination of what happened at the end of the game really kind of ended his season. I know he played the next week. I think he got pulled in that game in Cincinnati. That's how, how the Steelers ended up getting Duck uh, back in, duck into the lineup. So I think, I think both players are going to be focused on the game and, and getting the results uh, that the team desires. Yeah, I think that that has to be the focus right now. Get work on that. Work on getting the win. Work on you know what's in, what's in front of you. Um, I just it's going to be interesting interesting to see how both these teams handled it. You know when these teams played each other in the rematch last season, you saw you know the, the Pittsburgh started it and the Pittsburgh finished its shirts, all those yeah. type of things. And, and when they played earlier this season, you know both teams were riding high, and then the Steelers stomped out the Browns. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what's the dynamics now. The Browns ha- hit another high road before having you know, the, the, the coat, the COVID issue that, that led to them not having any receivers and then losing to the New York jets, you know, this could be, you know, th- these two teams have a long history together. Um, and the most, and the most past what, 20, 30 years, however long it's been, the Steelers have dominated uh, the, this rivalry and it would be crazy if a backup quarterback would come in and this wouldn't be the, la- the, the first time this happened because Landry Jones beat the Browns when they were 0 and 15 uh, in the, in, at the end of the 2017 season. Well, look at last year, duck. duck yeah. Beat him. yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Final coffin in there 
they're they were trying to make a late charge to get kind of back in the playoff race mm-hmm. and that was a big loss in in pittsburgh a game i think the browns were leading yeah they and, were and 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 the steelers rallied and won that game and really kind of ended the browns any hopes uh, of of getting back in the playoff race uh so yeah again there's so much on the line for the browns but boy i'll tell you what if, if if the Steelers get out to a lead in this game somehow, mm-hmm. uh, it puts a lot of pressure on the Browns because they've not been a good team. They've been great front runners, and I mm-hmm. mean that in a complimentary way. They've been they've had the lead for good portions of this of, of the, the season this year. Uh, but if but if Pittsburgh can get like a ten point lead in the game, it will it will put some pressure on the Browns who are expected to win this game. I agree. All right, Tom, let's talk about all the different playoff clinching scenarios right now because in the AFC, there's a crazy picture. Now, at the top, it's pretty simple. The Chiefs have clinched the first round by. They're the number one seed, home field advantage, all that. Patrick Mahomes is resting in their final game, so that's that. The Steelers and the Bills are in a simple situation as this. If the Bills beat the Dolphins, which will be a contested game because the Dolphins need that game, um, if the Bills beat the Dolphins, they're locked in as the two seed. If the Bills lose, the Steelers have to win to get the two seed. But the Steelers have already shown they're not too concerned about that because they're benching Ben Roethlisberger. But where it gets really interesting, Tom, are those five, 10 and five teams I was talking about earlier. Because right now you have a mix of the Colts, the Titans, the Browns, the Ravens, and the Dolphins all tied with the same records. And because of different tiebreakers, the current situation has the Titans as the AFC South winner and getting the four seed, the Dolphins as the five seed, the Ravens as the sixth seed, and the Browns as the seventh seed. With that, the teams that need the most, the team that needs the most help is the Colts because they need an, a win and any of those teams to lose, and then they jump into the playoffs. This is kind of this is a crazy week 17 situation, Tom. I can't think of a situation where we're looking at five different games and where if one team loses then they're out and everyone else can get in if, if all those other team wins. Yeah, it's what the NFL wants, right? This is what the NFL loves, uh, and especially in a season that has had so many, uh, as, we, as you said right at the beginning, it's been dominated by talk of COVID. Uh, it'll be nice that, that, that to have this last week of drama uh, with so many games involved. And, boy, you know, the, uh, that group of teams that you discussed here, the Indianapolis Colts have to be absolutely kicking themselves yep. to blow a lead uh, in Pittsburgh the way they did when they were in complete control of that game. Uh, they'll have no one to blame but themselves there. We, you know, again, the Browns have a, a great chance to 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 win. Uh, Miami, to me, if Miami gets in, I don't think they'll be a more deserving team because you look at the schedule at the beginning of the year. I think they had the third hardest schedule uh, going into the league. And it, often that's based on the two divisions that you're going to play against. Cause New England, I think may have had the toughest schedule. Uh, they, they've done a heck of a job and, and in a very kind of uh, unconventional fashion here down the stretch where they're kind of rotating their quarterbacks. It's almost like Fitzpatrick keeps coming out of the bullpen. Uh, and we know that they've already named Tua as the starter, uh, but they have really done a nice job to stay in this race and, and give themselves a chance on the final day. And like in Pittsburgh, it will be interesting to see what kind of lineup Buffalo fields if they decide to rest some players. Because again, in this season, uh, there, there is no buy for the, the number two team, right? So right. There's, there's no rest coming for either Pittsburgh or for um, the Bills. And 
home field advantage just hasn't met a whole lot this year. Right. Uh, I know you, I, I know Mike Tomlin has said he likes being at home just because of the logistics part of it, just not having to worry about the travel, worry about those extra little things. Um, so it, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how the bills play this and whether they decide to go, whether they decide to start the game with their starters and pull them out, if they decide to give guys off. And that obviously impacts what happens with some of the other, other games. It absolutely does. Um, because then if the Dolph, if the, if they do that and then the dolphins, uh, win their game, they're in, they're locked in. They get it. They, there's, there's nothing that, that can be done about that. They'll be on an 11 and five team in the playoffs. And, uh, most likely I believe they would get the five seed, which means they'd be playing the winner of the AFC South, um, which is an interesting situation because you look at these other, the, you know, the, with the dolphins playing the bills, the question of the bills playing their players is the question there. If they don't play them, the I think the dolphins would immediately jump out to be favorites, but the Ravens are playing the four 10 and one Bengals. The Titans are playing the four and 11 Texans. The Colts are playing the one and 14 Jaguars. And of course the Browns are playing the 12 and three Steelers who are at least ready Ben Roethlisberger and we're expecting probably a, a larger sl slate of players to play either not play or play a very small amount of time in that game these are situations where the teams are have to have to focus on winning a game that looks very winnable for them and finishing out the season like you said last week that was the Colts job with a 17 point lead with three minutes to go in the third quarter and they blew that lead that's got a sting and you know, they need to rebound this week against a one in 14 Jaguars team. That's already locked in the, the first overall pick I'm looking at, which is the, which is the most likely team right now to drop this game, drop a game in week 17 and be the team that the Colt, that, that the Colts jump over to make it to the playoffs, Tom. Well, Chris, answer me this. Are those all one o'clock games? Um, mostly, uh, let me check to make sure the Colts game is a four o'clock game and the Titans game is a four o'clock game. So they're a four o'clock game. I would say the, the game that, you know, again, we don't know what the bills are doing. If the bills decide to play some players, my, to me, the Miami is the most likely to drop a game. Um, again, I'm just thinking out loud with the Steelers. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, you're, you're thinking they're going to arrest probably eight, 10 guys. Or, or, or play them maybe sparingly, maybe some of those guys sparingly. Um, so I think the Browns have a good shot at winning. Uh, the other teams should win their games. Uh, so I, I think it, it comes down to the Miami game. And then you just never know with Houston. I mean, it just they've had such a weird season. The, the quarterback is so good. Uh, and you just you can hear the frustration in J.J. Watt uh, just about how this year has gone for them. And it wouldn't completely shock me if, if they – put up a, a decent fight in their last game. But I, I, I think it's the Miami Buffalo one that, that to me is the most likely to have one of those teams uh, drop out. If uh, like you, like you're saying, if Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and you right. know, all their starters play Javis White, if they play, I'm, I, I would pick the bills as well in, the, in that situation. Sure. But if they don't, it would put a lot of pressure on the other teams to make sure, you know, one the pressure is always on the Dolphins. They have to win, but I wouldn't, I still wouldn't overlook, like you said, the Texans and the Titans, the Texans are hurting. Maybe they can inspire, they can get inspired by JJ Watts frustrations and win that game. The Jaguars have already announced they're benching James Robinson for the game. He won't play. They, I mean, the, technically they literally have nothing to worry about now. So if, 
if you're one of the conspiracy theorists that think that they were tanking this season, well, the tank wouldn't even need to be on because it doesn't matter what happens in this game. They've got the number one seed. So there's still that factor, but also, you know, and it's crazy to think this Tom, but the Bengals are on a two game win streak going into this game against the Ravens and the Ravens have been playing some really good football, but how crazy would it be if the Bengals snuck the Ravens, the way that they beat the Steelers? Um, you know, it, it would be kind of wild to see, to see them play spoiler, I, I don't think that any of these games are a given. I think that there's definitely favorites here, but this is going to be a situation where every game is going to matter in the one o'clock hour. And then we're going to be looking to see in the four o'clock hour, which, you know, of the two AFC South teams, can the Titans hold on to their tiebreaker by winning their game and clinching the AFC South? And then if the, if one of those teams lost, it's going to be up to the Colts to be able to finish the job and beat the Jaguars on their own turf. Sunday Ticket Red Zone is a beautiful thing, Chris. Yes, it is. I, lo- I love it every week. Yeah. <laughs>